Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm so excited for today to drop in with you and talk about one of the universal laws that I feel does not get enough attention, does not give enough credit, it does not get enough credit. And it's something that is actually really necessary to practice this law to attract any desire into your life. So the context of today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to use the law of vacuum in your business to grow your business. And spoiler alert, what I'm going to share with you today, you're going to actually be able to apply it to different areas of your life. And that's what I really like, not to toot my own horn, but to toot my own horn. A lot of what I teach, yes, it's through the context of business and so many things that I teach, especially the things that have to do with alignment and emotional intelligence and energetics and your mindset, those things, even though I'm speaking in the context of business, they can be applied in any area of your life. And this is what I did when I was a dating coach. If you're you know newer to my world, from 2019 to the beginning of 2022, I was doing dating coaching for single women. So I worked with women who had the intention, the desire to attract their dream partner. And they came to me because they wanted to feel their most confident, empowered self and also really be deep in self-love and manifestation. So what I taught them was so valuable because they were able to apply it in their love life, but really it was for them to just feel incredible about themselves. So, you know, you can have an intention and use these principles, use specific teachings for that intention. And it's really cool when you see, oh, this actually can translate into X area. Like, oh, it's not limited to just this one thing. So what I share with you today If you are a business owner, you're growing your business, you already have a business, then this is going to be super applicable for you in business. And you can apply this in other places. And if you don't have a business and you, you know, you don't think you're going to build one, like this is going to be very applicable for you as well. So without further ado, I want to dive in and really talk to you about the law of vacuum. So pretty much this law, like I had said, it doesn't get a lot of attention and it's not super hot. It's not super sexy, right? Law of attraction is really, in my opinion, glamorized because it's super, you know, known, like even the, even the word manifestation, I feel like is way more commonplace than it was even a few years ago. More and more people are waking up to these incredible spiritual tools that are available and law of attraction, we think of it in terms of, oh, I want this. So, you know, I want to practice law of attraction for what I want. And the thing is, is that you've been practicing the law of attraction since you came into this physical experience, since you were born. 
So it's not, oh, I want to start using the law of attraction. It's you're always using it. It's just, have you been using it to create what you want or what you don't want? And the good news is if you look at your life and you're not pleased with your circumstances, you're not pleased with something you are experiencing, whether that be in business, uh, career, friends, family, romance, you can also look and go, oh, okay, law of attraction was at play here because some of what I'm experiencing, I know for a fact it's because there was an error in my thinking. It was because I expected this bad thing to happen and it did. You know, I wasn't thinking positively, right? So that's not the context of this episode. And I certainly don't want you to fall into shame, blame, guilt. And you just want to know that it's like you're always, the law of attraction is always happening and doesn't stop. And so, intentionally using it to create what you want is everything. And the law of vacuum is going to be very, very supportive for you as well. Okay. So pretty much the law of vacuum, what it is and what it means to me is that, and and you've probably heard the saying, the universe abhors a vacuum, which means that whenever there is space, the universe rushes to fill it because spaces always get filled. Okay. Spaces always get filled. So wherever you have space for something, the universe is like, oh, okay, I'm going to come fill it. Now we want it to be filled with what we want. We want it to be filled with what's aligned with our highest good. And so we want to be very intentional about this law and also really figure out how to clear space. And the analogy that I love is when I think of clearing space, it's like, um, okay, so I really love those the um, restoration hardware cloud couches. I want a white one. It's the comfiest couch I've ever sat on. Anytime we go into a restoration hardware store, we walk past it. I feel like that couch is always right there. And also it's like my reticular activating system is looking for it. And I'm like, oh, of course it's right there. So I always like to sit on it and just be in the vibes of it. And so the analogy I like to use is, you know, if you were going to get that couch, let's say you were going to get the cloud couch and you order it. And it's like the restoration hardware people are like, okay, we're delivering it on Wednesday, the 22nd at 2 PM. If they come and they have that couch and they're ready to bring it in, but you in your living room, you're refusing to get rid of your Ikea couch from college, not hating on Ikea. It's just what came to mind your Ikea couch from college in your living room, you're like, I'm I'm not going to move this or I'm just going to hang on to this. Then it's like, where are the people going to put the couch? Or maybe they could like bring the couch in, but it's not going to be assembled because there's not going to be room. Then you can't even walk in the living room. So it's like, you have to create space for it. Okay. So, you know, and, and this is also a lot too, that my mom unknowingly, probably unintentionally was helping me practice because when we, when I was younger, And we would go clothes shopping for me, by the way, if you grew up in the nineties, like I did limited to, I don't know if you had it where you were, I loved limited to, um, we would, that, that was like the, the place in like fifth grade, sixth grade where I loved going shopping. Like I remember just getting this excited feeling. If you remember the store, it's like, there were so many colors and it was so bright and it was just such a fun experience. I remember whenever I would get, you know, whatever I would get from there, when we would come home, my mom would go, okay, 
Now you need to get rid of three shirts that you don't wear anymore to make space for these things. And it's not that my closet didn't have the physical space. It was more of an energetic thing. And of course that annoyed me, right? Because I was at the age where, you know, it was like stuff my mom said annoyed me, or I was just like, why do I need to do that? And I would still do it. And it's like, I didn't even think of those shirts once I got rid of them. And it felt really good to almost welcome in the new, it almost felt symbolic. And sometimes she would even have me do this before we would go shopping. Um, So she would be like, if you get rid of three shirts, then we can get three shirts for you. So it really motivated me. And I felt like that was the law of vacuum. I was practicing that at age 10, 11, 12, unknowingly. And it's like, you know, there was space for better. Okay. So I'm going to go into four ways that you can be using the law of vacuum to grow your business. And what I want to preface is that a lot of your desires, a lot of the things that actually live in that next level of business, they could actually be yours now if you're willing to let go of something. Okay. And I'm going to get really specific with you. So here's one way to use the law of vacuum to grow your business. So The first thing is looking at clutter that you have on a physical, energetic, and mental level, okay? You want to examine what feels cluttered right now in your business or in your life, okay? So some examples. So physically, maybe you have a cluttered office or a cluttered workspace. Maybe there's this desk that you're like, oh, I want to work on my business there, but the desk is super dirty, or there's like a bunch of stuff on it. Maybe even you have a journal that you want to use, but it's like, it feels cluttered because it's old. And there's, um, you know, you wrote in it like a few years ago and it's like, you're, you just have resistance towards writing in it. That's an example of clutter, right? Where it's like, you should get a new one and get rid of that old journal or put that away. It's like old lingering energy. Um, you can also have clutter, you know, in your car, in your room for me. So something that I do is I love to read and I like to have a variety of books. Like at all times, I'll have five books near me that I rotate. Like one is a book for pleasure. One's a a spiritual book. One is, you know, a uh, more masculine mindset book. Like I like to have those books on hand and I'll read a few pages here. Sometimes I'll jump to another book. I like to have those varieties. Now, what I do is I make sure, you know, if I'm, let's say that I was doing morning rituals and I was reading multiple books in bed at the end, I will put those books. I will stack them up nicely and put them on the nightstand and organize them like the biggest book on the bottom, then the next book, then the next book, then the next book. And I do this to really give order to not only myself, but also it's, it's like a demonstration to the universe of like, I'm ready for more. I'm practicing order down here because the universe loves order and the universe needs order. Okay. The universe cannot easily slide in and deliver your restoration hardware cloud couch, AKA whatever desire you have when there is clutter present, the clutter needs to be cleared. So on a physical level, and I know something's coming to you, like what is cluttered? And maybe you're someone who you're like, I'm actually really organized. I know there's a drawer somewhere. I know that there's, you know, something that is cluttered and it can even be like, maybe your computer's cluttered. Maybe it's your inbox, something like that. Okay. The next thing is energetic 
clutter. So let's look at this from a business standpoint. Maybe there's certain clients you're working with that it's an energetic mismatch and they're actually you working with these people, not that they're bad people, but there's an energetic misalignment and you working with them is actually cluttering your headspace. It's actually cluttering your energetic field. It's actually cluttering your bandwidth where you feel like you're like, I know that I want to be making more money in my business. And where's more money going to come from? It's going to come from working with more people, more clients, but this client is really demanding. This client's really draining. The thought of having more people like that makes me not want, want to do it right? Maybe there's certain things that you're doing in your business that are not aligned. Maybe you've been doing free coaching calls. Maybe there's something that you promised your audience you would do every single week and it no longer feels aligned, but you're doing it because you're like, ah, I said I would. And so it's like creating energetic discord in your world. So that is an example of clutter. This can even be outside of business. Maybe you spend time with people you feel an obligation to, You're like, well, we've known each other for so long, or they keep inviting me to this or that. But you notice when you are done spending time with them, there's energetic residue on you. Like notice how you feel after conversations or spending time with certain people or groups of people, right? Like, do you feel tired or lethargic? That that's something I'm very energetically sensitive. And I have a feeling you are too. If you're listening to this podcast, if you resonate with some of my teachings, you are probably really energetically, spiritually tapped in. And so you're also very sensitive to energy. So notice how you feel after spending time with certain people. When I, there were certain people where I would, I noticed like when they would call me and I would get off the phone with them, I would feel like, whoa, like it it felt like it was like, wow, I have this all, all this like momentum and I felt really good. And then, you know, 30 minutes, an hour later, I feel really drained energetically. And then I look at why, and it's like, oh, they just dumped all over me on the call. Like they didn't even ask how I was doing or they were complaining or, um, you know, there was gossip, right? And so I had to really look at those things and really look at, okay, where is this energetic discord? Um, this happens, I've, I've known people who they've been in group text messages with people who they were friends with for a while and it didn't feel good to be in there, right? There'd be a lot of gossip or they would, not know, you know, it just felt like clutter. They'd be like, this doesn't feel good, but they kept hanging on. And it's like, it wasn't until they released that energetic discord, that energetic, you know, space. And it's not that there's anything wrong with the people in there. It's just, they had outgrown that space. And it's like, you have to look at why are you staying in a space you've outgrown? It's because you're afraid of upsetting other people, but it's like, look at what you're doing to yourself. And it's like, once they left that group and, you know, left that space, created space, it's like, you know, new friendships came in or again, the universe is always going to fill space. So it's like new, you know, new ways to spend their time came in, right? Maybe they joined like a mastermind or something, and then they were connecting with people in there. Okay. So that's physical energetic clutter. Now mental clutter To me, this is when you are in your head because we're always telling a story in our head. So, you know, you're telling unhelpful stories. You're telling stories to yourself that aren't in favor of the life you desire. Okay. You're, and, or you're speaking about the life you have, not the life you want. This is huge. So, are you spending time so focused on what is 
and not in a way of like, oh, I'm present, like, oh, I'm being, it's like, you're so focused on what's now in your physical reality and you're projecting lack onto it. Not enough clients, not enough money, a lot of debt behind on this, not feeling good about this. Well, you're staying in the frequency of what you don't want when you're so focused on that. And anyway, anything that's in your present reality now, it's a physical manifestation of past beliefs, thoughts, and actions. So technically, when you're so focused on what's here right now and, you know, putting a lot of emotion around it, you're actually focused on the past because your past is what created what's in the now moment. So if you want to create something different, the point of creation is now and what whatever you want to create in the future, it's about stepping in and creating that now, because what you do now creates your future. Okay. So telling stories about the life you desire, that's huge. Another, you know, space of mental clutter that you can clean up is having conflicting desires. So it could be like, you know, I want this, but I'm so scared of this happening. You know, I want more clients, but I'm also afraid of, having to spend so much time at my laptop, at my computer. I want my business to grow, but I'm scared I'm not going to have time with my friends. You know, I want to launch this program, but I'm scared that no one's going to join or one person's going to join. And I'm going to be super embarrassed because I said it was a group program. And what if nobody joins, right? So that is mental clutter. That is not a clear pathway for the universe to come in and deliver that group of people, deliver that desire to you. Okay, so those are the things you want to clean up. Now, the second way to be using the law of vacuum in your business is forgiveness. Okay, and people tend to, you know, avoid this because it's uncomfortable or the ego rather is like, oh, you don't need to do that. You already did that. You go to therapy. You already did that. You know, this exercise you did a couple of years ago, you forgave that person. No, forgiveness is an everyday practice and it's constant. And it needs to be constant because when we're not forgiving, when we're holding on to grudges, when we're holding on to anger, shame, guilt, remorse, when we are holding on to that, those are clogging our ability to create something new. Okay. And when you forgive somebody else, it doesn't make what they did right. It's not like, oh, okay, let's give you a pass. What you did was okay. It's all good. It's not that it's all good, but forgiveness is for you because when you hold on to those emotions, you're only hurting yourself. Okay. And story that I can tell is I had an ex who, you know, we broke up and I didn't want us to break up. But of course, when it happened, I was like, okay, I know this is the right thing, but I had a lot of bitter feelings, right? I had a lot of bitter energy toward this person. And this was way, 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 you know, years and years before I got into personal development and had my spiritual awakening and learned about the danger of, you know, speaking badly about someone, gossiping, wishing ill upon someone. I didn't understand how the subconscious mind worked. And I didn't realize that me wishing these bad things on him, it was as if I was wishing it upon myself because the subconscious mind takes everything personally. It cannot filter out you know, oh, she wants, you know, this to happen to him. She wants unhappiness for him. It's like, no, she wants unhappiness for herself. And this is also why gossip is really damaging. And I have never met anybody with a high level self-esteem who also gossips a lot because I know that 
whatever that person is saying about other people, their subconscious mind is hearing it about themselves. So their self-identity, their concept of self is not very strong because they're damaging their concept of self by talking negatively about other people. And, and especially the people who gossip a lot, that's a whole other conversation. So with me, you know, with this ex, me wishing all these things upon him, guess what ended up happening? He was living his life. He was having fun. You know, he moved on. I energetically didn't. And that is a big reason why for three years I was single in my late twenties when I didn't want to be at the age where it was like, there were so many single people. There were so many available people. I lived in San Diego, right? It's not like I lived in a town with two stoplights where there literally wasn't anyone. There were so many single people. And, you know, I had evidence, right? I had friends getting in relationships, like people meeting, like, you know, people meeting someone at a bar, like my roommate at the time met someone at the dog park. Like it was around me, but because I was in this bitter energy, and wishing bad upon him, it was as if I was wishing it upon myself. And that was what I experienced, right? Like wanting to meet someone, but it just was not happening for me. And it wasn't until I got into this work and I started working with a love coach and I went on my personal growth journey. And I, that was one of the first things I learned was you've got to forgive because it can feel very righteous to hang on, you know, like it, it's almost protection, right? Like I'm like, this happened to me. And I'm going to hang on to this because it feels like a shield. It feels like protection, but it only damages you. And so forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is to set yourself free and to create a lot of space within your energetic field and your capacity to be able to hold these things. Okay. And again, it doesn't make what someone else did right or okay. And, and by the way, with forgiveness too, this is something that I didn't know initially when I was first diving into forgiveness work and it held me back. So I just want to say it to forgive somebody, you don't actually need to involve them at all. There does not need to be communication with them. There does not need to be anything. You can forgive someone who's dead. You can forgive someone who, uh, you know, you'll never talk to again. You can forgive someone who you've cut off all communication with. You can forgive someone who, you know, you once were really close with, and now you're not, you can forgive those people without having any contact. In fact, Sometimes that's the better way. I think there's this misconception that, oh, I need closure. I need to talk to that person. And maybe you will. Maybe there is some type of soul contract, some type of experience where you guys are actually meant to meet again, right? There's some type of like tie where you guys are going to meet again and you will get to have that conversation. And that could be really cool, but don't count on that because you don't need it. So give yourself that freedom now. Um, one practice I really like is the Ho'oponopono prayer. And it's basically this Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. And it goes something and there's different versions of it, but it's pretty much like you saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And it's like, you just kind of say that prayer over whatever thing you want to forgive. And, and you could do it for yourself too. Like I do it when I, let's say, I think something unkind about someone. I, maybe I have a moment where I want to judge someone in my head. I'll go, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'll say that prayer. And it's like, I feel this energetic brick lift off my chest. And it's a way for me to clear that, forgive myself, say, I'm sorry. And also I love you. 
And this is crazy too, because you're also saying this, you know, about, um, you're, you're also saying this prayer to somebody who, you know, it, it, it can feel really crazy because you might be saying this to somebody who you actually don't love, right. You don't forget, but it's like you sending love to them is going to free you. Okay. Also EFT tapping can really help writing letters. A practice I like is writing, you know, an angry letter to somebody, to that person, like get it all out. And it's not a letter you send, you write an angry letter. You don't send it or do anything with it. And then it's like, you can write after that, you can write a letter of forgiveness to them. So it's like the first letter is clearing all the anger, the sadness, even the remorse. Maybe it's not some, uh, anger. Maybe it's like, you want them to forgive you. So you're writing a letter that you're sorry. And then you can write a letter back of forgiveness where it's like, you know, dear, this person, I forgive you. You know, I know you were doing the best you could. I know you were confused. I know you were young. I know you were you using drugs. I know this, I know that like, you know, and it brings you a lot of peace and this is going to clear so much for you. You could even do this. Like maybe there's even, you know, I've had this happen very, very few times in business, but there have been people who have not been in integrity with agreement agreements we've had in place and they didn't, you know, they received a service and didn't pay for it, or they took one of my courses and, you know, uh, let the payments bounce and ghosted my team when my team was reaching out to them to rectify it. And it's like, I can have anger. And I, you know, used to take that really personally. And it's like, I can forgive that person and forgive myself because by me focusing on what that person did, that's cutting me off from all the other, the literally hundreds and hundreds of people who have worked with me, who have purchased from me, who they pay and their card goes through. And if something happens, they're like, oh my God. And they get, you know, make it right. And so it's like, by me hanging on to that and being so angry at that person, that doesn't do anything for me or the impact I'm here to make. It only keeps me stuck. So that's also too, like forgiving myself, forgiving myself for hanging on to that, forgiving myself for feeling, you know, letting this linger right? You can forgive your, forgiving yourself is really huge too. And you can use the Ho'oponopono prayer. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. You can use that on yourself. You know, I've been upset with myself for decisions I've made in the past, maybe a pattern that I'm like, God, why am I still doing this? Or God, Valerie, we're here again. What? And it's like, I practice forgiving myself and that's going to create space. So forgiveness is literally the key to freedom. It's a way to remove a lot of energetic and emotional blocks. And it also creates space for more and better. Okay. So the third way that you can use the energetic law of vacuum, the universal law of vacuum to grow your business is to let go of old versions of you. Okay. So the reason why it can feel really painful to grow, the reason why uh, taking the personal development route, having a spiritual awakening, pursuing your dreams, the reason why it can actually feel really painful and confusing because you might start losing friends or you notice that what you are doing no longer makes you happy. A big thing for me is my job, my nine to five career as a recruiter suddenly felt very hard when I started pursuing my own dreams and my own passion. Like it started to feel really hard to do the bare minimum of that job. 
it was crazy. It was like, there, it was something that I did easily. Like it was like kind of autopilot for years and years. And then it's like, when I started my own business, when I launched this podcast, when I knew, okay, I'm working to leave full time, the most basic tasks felt very hard. And this is because I was actually shedding an old version of me. I was shedding that corporate America. Oh, I want to work my way up, like be a manager, or be the lead, you know, recruiter or whatever career path I was pursuing. You're, you're letting go of an identity. And so, you know, whenever you think of that next level of where you want to go to, it's actually going to require a new version of you. Because if you were already that version who was a match energetically for that thing, you would be having that experience right now. So we don't receive what we aren't ready for. And to be ready, you become that version who is an energetic match for that thing. And so You've probably heard, and I love this practice. It's really good to imagine, okay, this is the thing you want. Now, what version of you is that? So really looking at like, okay, this version of you who has the six figure, seven figure, eight figure business, what is she doing? What is she thinking? How does she spend her time? Who does she spend her time with? What does she wear? What does she say yes to? What does she say no to? How does she invest in herself? How does she take care of herself? What does she eat? Like all those questions are really, really good. And the question that people don't ask, and this is important, I want you to hear this and maybe even write this down. The question you want to ask is what can't I take with me to that next level? Okay. So it's like, you think of all the things you're stepping into, but what about what you can't take with you? What beliefs don't get to come? What standards that you used to hold are no longer going to hold up in this new version of you? What about certain people, right? Maybe certain ways you're spending your time, certain habits, what can't come to that next level with you? And the sooner you can let go and release those things, the sooner you're going to be able to step into that next version of you, right? So it's like what patterns, what ways of being. Um, also, there's a lot of grief that comes up with growth because you're shedding who you used to be. And I'll be honest with you, lately, I've had some moments of feeling grief, of remembering old versions of me. Like even me from 2019, I'm like, wow, I like that girl who just went balls to the wall, like hustled her face off, like, like totally it was not even available to even imagine like, <laughs> you know, things going wrong or people doing like I miss that version. Sometimes I miss the version of me who used to party. I'm like, she was fun. That was so cool. I miss the version of me who, you know, couldn't, couldn't sit still, like was always making plans. Like that was like, sometimes I miss that. And I, I sometimes don't even remember what it was like to be that person. And that feels scary. Sometimes I think too, like, what if I were to run into somebody who I haven't seen since 2017 and they're going to be like, it feels like this is a different person. And it might be in a way that they're like, oh, I remember her being this way, but now she's this way. I have a very hard time now making small talk. I cannot talk to you about traffic and the weather and the temperature. <laughs> you know, I can't talk to you about that for an extended period of time. And so a lot of social interaction 
it can feel draining to me. And this is like, I'm not saying this in a better than way. Like I'm saying this in a way of I'm energetically sensitive. And so, you know, I'm very mindful of the situations I put myself in and it's not like, Oh, can this person meet me at my level? But it's like, I want to have conversations with people who are open-minded. Luckily for me, I love asking questions. I'm a very curious person. So I, I love learning about people. So that's totally fine. I'm like, I can be in a situation where I learn about someone, but if there's not some type of energetic resonance on both of our ends, it's going to feel draining. This is the same thing in business with like clients. Like I cannot work with somebody as a one-on-one client, especially who doesn't know their vision. Who's like, mm, that's what I want. Like, yeah, that would be not like, that's going to feel really heavy, right? Because I'm for the people who have a vision and it's like, you want this? I know how to help you get this. Let's effing go. And so, you know, it can feel really tough when you're on your growth journey because you're like, wow, I had all these friends and we connected over this. And now that's no longer of interest to me. Where do I fit in now? That also happened. I stopped drinking alcohol four and a half years ago. I made the decision. I was so clear. I was like, this is not adding value to my life. And I also was very aware spiritually that it opened up a portal because alcohol is a portal. And I also realized that, you know, I would attract entities when I would drink alcohol, that there were energies that would cling to me or just, it it felt like I was letting darkness in for me personally. I felt very susceptible to darker energy when I would drink. And that is amplified when you're in a bar, when you're around a lot of other drunk people, like it really opens up a portal for darker energies to come in. And, you know, I don't judge anyone who drinks and that's totally fine. And I actually wish, to be honest, I wish I could be someone who could enjoy a glass of wine, who could enjoy a glass of champagne. The reason I can't is because I will be paying a price for about three days after. I will feel very anxious. I will feel low. I will be having dark thoughts just from one glass of wine. One, and I've tried the non-alcoholic, alcohol removed, and it it literally had the same effect on me that alcohol did like alcohol removed wine. It, like, it's just, I am just someone who I cannot drink alcohol, especially as someone who uses my psychic gifts, um, you know, doing intuitive readings, tapping into different people's energy, you know, connecting with other people's guides, connecting with my own guides, especially since I do utilize my spiritual gifts with my clients. It personally, for me would not feel in integrity for me to be this channel for other people, if I was having alcohol interfere with that, um, you know, and, and also it's like, I'm not perfect. I drink coffee. I eat meat. Like those things might get in the way. Um, but I just, alcohol was a big thing for me. And so with that, I also knew, okay, I'm deciding to not drink alcohol and that's going to change some things, right. That's going to change things where, you know, that doesn't sound good to me to go out at 9 PM and meet people for drinks and go out and like, Oh, let's see where the night takes us. Like that's no longer in resonance with me. And so what ended up happening was, you know, I would say no to that. And then I would stop being invited, you know, of course, right. Why would someone keep inviting you to something if you're going to say no, or, you know, I would go, um, sober and I would just realize I'd be like, okay, 
you know, I don't, I personally don't mind being sober. I don't mind driving to this place. I don't mind that, but it feels like I can't have conversations with people when I'm completely sober and they're, you know, in another dimension in a, in a way where it feels like I'm like, we're not having a grounded, coherent conversation right now. So it stopped being worth it to me to, you know, go to places where I'm like, oh, everyone's going to be drinking. Like that doesn't feel good for me. And it's, again, it's not in a way of better or worse than, but it's in a way of there's not going to be a lot of energetic resonance here. So I stopped putting myself in those situations. And then of course, friendships are going to fall away because, you know, I'm like, wah, wah. like <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not really adding a lot to those situations. And it's like, I wasn't receiving a lot back. So it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, why would I keep getting invited to those things? And so that can feel painful when you make these choices for yourself of like, okay, I've been doing this one way. I've been engaging this way. People have come to expect this from me, but I'm not in alignment with that anymore. I'm not that person anymore. That's going to feel hard. That's going to feel tough. Okay. And so when you let go of an old version of you and when you say no to something, you're also making room for something else. And that's what I want you to remember. When you're only focused on what you're losing or what you're no longer doing, you're forgetting and you're kind of blocking what you actually are making room for. So with that decision as well, it's like I made room for higher vibe experiences. I ended up joining masterminds or group programs where it was like I was meeting people who were in alignment with that. I started making friends who were also sober. Hello, I attracted a partner, <laughs> Ryan, my partner. We've been together four years. This past July, we celebrated four years together. He does not drink alcohol like he used to, um, not like me. And that's also to another thing. And this is going on a tangent. I'll wrap it up here with this point. But like, I feel very satisfied with the amount of partying I did, with the amount of drinking I did in college, after college, in my 20s, like I feel really complete with that chapter in a way of like, I had a freaking blast and I just don't need it anymore. It doesn't add value to my life the way it once did. And for Ryan, my partner, it's like, he just, you know, he has drank before and um, it's just not something that he's about, right? He just doesn't really like it. So it's like, by me holding that standard for myself, I was able to attract somebody who, you know, also was like, yeah, I don't really need it. So it's not even a part of our relationship. Like we've never had a drunken fight. We've never uh, been like, oh, can't drive home. We got to Uber now. Like we just haven't had that. Or it's like, you know, when we go out to eat, it's fun. It's like, you know, the money we would have spent on drinks, it's like we're spending it on appetizers. And so it all balances out and there's no judgment. There's no like, you know, oh, can't hang out with people who drink. I'm around that, you know, I'm around people who are enjoying alcohol and that's totally fine. But for me personally, it, you know, that was just a version of me that I was like, okay, hey, I'm complete with this, right? So letting go of old versions of you is huge when you're growing on your journey. Now, the fourth way to use law of vacuum in your business to grow your business is by actually preparing physical space on the 3D level. So back to the metaphor about the couch, right? Like even if you haven't, even if you're like, okay, the couch is in transit, the new couch is coming. You've got to make arrangements to get that old couch out. And maybe there might be like a day you don't have a couch. Maybe it's like, you know, you're going to sell your old couch and they're picking it up on Tuesday. And then the new couch isn't coming till Wednesday. So you might not have a couch for a minute, but you're like, 
well, I know this bigger, better couch is coming. So I'm good with having that open space for a day. And so people get really twisted with this where they're, they feel uncomfortable with that space because it's like, I don't know what's going to come. So, and this is relating to when I was single and consciously calling in my partner, I was doing things to create physical space. So I actually had a drawer that was empty. That was like, you know, this is where the person I'm dating, you know, in the future, they're going to spend the night and I want them to have a place to put their gym clothes and their boxers or whatever. So they can have a drawer. I had space in my closet. So I physically created space. Like there was actually a gap of just empty space where I was like, when my person comes, they're going to be able to hang their stuff here. Like I had some extra hangers, physical space, physical space. Um, energetically too, I would put out two coffee mugs next to my Keurig machine in the morning because my vision was like, oh, I want to attract a partner who we drink coffee together in the morning. It's like, I make two cups of coffee. And so I would put that extra cup out just as a reminder of like, this person's coming, um, which ironically, Ryan doesn't like coffee. <laughs> it was like, it still worked. I still attracted a partner, you know, to, uh, spend mornings together, but he doesn't drink coffee, but it was the energetic principle of it. How you can do this in business is actually preparing the space. Like you want to be full-time in your business. Okay. Do you have a space set up for you to be full-time? Do you have a space that's conducive for you to be in a four hour workflow a day? Do you have a space where you're doing client calls? Like, do you have that arranged? Um, something I love also is actually, you know, preparing space for those clients to come in. So Let's say you're like, I want to sign a new one-on-one client. Okay. Do you have a list of your packages? If someone were to come right now and say, Hey, what do you have available for one-on-one? Do you have a list of services? Do you have um, a payment link set up? If someone was like, Hey, I want to join your coaching. Like, do you actually have a way to take their payment? And I know this sounds like little, but it actually can be a really big block for people. I've worked with a lot of clients where they actually have, they want, they, it's like the conflicting desires thing. They want new clients, but there's a part of them that doesn't feel completely grounded or ready. And it's because of something 3d they're like, well, I don't have a contract. Um, well, I don't, I don't have a payment processor. So how would I take their payment? You know, Oh, I don't have an intake form set up. So what would I do there? It's like preparing those little things and having that ready, it actually organizes mentally and prepares space for you to, now there's no barriers. It's like, yeah, come on in clients, come on in. And so remember the universe is not going to give you something you're not ready for. And so you want to demonstrate to the universe that you're ready by creating space and having things lined up and ready. Okay. So this was, you know, how to use the law of vacuum to grow your business, to grow your prosperity, to grow really in any area you desire in your life. I hope that you loved this episode. If you did, it would really help me out for you to subscribe to this podcast. Um, I think there's a button, it's like the top right where you can hit follow and it's like a plus sign if you're already subscribed and that way you can see whenever new episodes come out. It really helps with stats. It really helps with getting this podcast out to more people. So if you could please follow, subscribe to the podcast, that would just make me so delighted and so happy. If this episode resonated with you, please share it. Um, of course, I'm always so, so grateful for reviews. It really helps the podcast out as well, helps it get to more people. And it also helps me as a creator. Um, 
And if you have a podcast as well, you totally, I know you get this. And if you're wanting to create a podcast as well, good karma for you Um, because podcasts are freaking amazing. And it's also, you know, takes time and work. And so I really love creating these episodes for you. And I plan to continue because they're freaking so great for me. And I hope that they're supportive for you. Of course, please let me know if anything resonated with you. I love getting DMs about, what landed with you. If you enjoyed the podcast, um, my, one of my favorite, or actually not one of my favorite, my top love language is words of affirmation. You give me a compliment. You tell me that you love something. I'm going to remember it forever. It's going to like make my day. So, um, you know, if something really resonated with you, please let me know. It also helps me know like, okay, these are, this is what people like. I'm going to create more episodes like this, or I'm going to talk about X, Y, Z thing more. So, I love you. Thank you for listening. I will be back again with a new episode and I cannot wait to see you and talk to you soon. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.